Troy speaking. G'day, Troy. Um, my name's Sam. I'm actually just doing a podcast with my brother, and we we're just talking about the best thing that we've eaten this week. And we thought it'd be a good idea to ring someone random and ask them what the best thing they've eaten this week. Best thing that we've eaten this week. Yeah, mate. Like to be honest, I can't go wrong. It's definitely chicken parma. Chicken, chicken parma. parma. Chicken, Beautiful. Chicken parma. After how how the way expensive chicken parma and a cold VB to go down with it, mate. You can't go wrong. This is brilliant. Now, is this from a local establishment or are you making this yourself, Troy? Oh, no, definitely. Uh, down at the Rothtown Hotel. Wow. And then, uh, it was bloody expensive. That's down in Carnegie, but yeah, definitely worth it in the end of the day. What are you, just a quick one, what are you willing to pay for a Palmer these days? So, say if you walk into a pub and it's like 30 bucks, are you saying yes or no? Is that, in- is that including a beer? We'll go including the beer. Alright, including a beer, I'd say nothing more than 26. Really? And that's like if it's just like a standard, like standard palm and none of this like special shit with like salami and everything all over it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mate. Thank you so much, Troy. Appreciate it. Too easy, boys. Have a good one. Catch you, too, mate. Sam, Bromley Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This, this is Bromley Lynch. Lynch. Josh, $26. Very sort of obscure number to be willing to pay for a Palmer. What are you willing? With a beer or with a, a, soft, drink. a soft drink? I would say 30. Yeah, I, would, I, th- I would have to say 30. Like, that's pretty good. That's probably like a $25 Palmer and a $5 drink. And Troy took me for... He didn't even have to say that he doesn't like all the bells and whistles, like the nah. salami and everything. Like, he is a traditional palmer. He is. He is as traditional as you get. And I think with the VB, that's about as traditional as you do get, Sam. Uh, and I think Troy's the type of person, he'll do it twice a week. He'll he have will. two palmers. He, and it did not, it was instantaneous, uh, his answer then. He didn't even question what his answer would be. So I don't know where Troy works, but I dare say he's more passionate about talking about parmesanas than he is about wherever he works. It's, it's, it would be interesting if we like rang as a different person and actually asked the question about <laughs> his work and how different he might be in his, his passion. His passion for it. It would be fascinating. What a way to start. Josh, big week for yeah. the Bromley Lynch. Yeah. But the podcast was finally released. Yeah, it was a long launch. It, it was a long launch. Plenty of lead up, plenty of teasing towards it. But it, it was great. It was, mate. It was just exciting to get it out there. We've been working so hard trying to get this to the ears of people. But it was just good to, to get it released, get a couple. We got yep. we did two releases. Yeah, and that, that guys, we're sorry, but that's not going to happen every week. We're not going to be able to just release two episodes at one time. It's not it's going to be a one one a week type yeah. situation. Yeah. Just to let you know, it won't be two a week. You can't have on. Christmas every week. No, you, you can't. Okay. You can't. Sam, what's been happening in your world? Josh, I've made some observations. We love. I was sitting at my computer on Monday morning and I had a, a bit of the case of the CBFs. Yeah. Okay. So I was sitting there. I was like, I went back to my school days and I said, if this was how I felt on a school day mm-hmm. as a child, mm-hmm. There's no way I was going to school, okay? It would have been a bit of a sore throat, a cough. My tummy doesn't feel too great. And it would have been a day off yeah. and off with Nan. Yeah. Um, I suppose it just made me think about signs of becoming an adult. So there's a lot of different signs. For example, getting your driver's license is one sign. Yeah. All right. You took uh, a while for that Took too. a while. You took, took a, a while. Yeah, had a chauffeur a around, yeah. which was your good self for uh, a good year. So until I was 19 yeah. and I, I had an ex-girlfriend and I Josh, to- Josh... Josh would drive myself and my girlfriend around to like the pictures and stuff like that. And I got to like turning 19. I'm like, oh, this is probably enough enough here. I've got to go get the.
get the license. They've used the term third wheel lightly or loosely. <laughs> yeah. Not then. No. Okay, that was the ultimate third wheel. <laughs> Literally. Driving you guys to the cinemas uh, and, and I didn't p- even go. And picking us up. And picking you up. You know, come on out. Yeah. Josh, driver's license. Yeah. One sign of becoming an adult. Yeah. Puberty. Ta- oh, no, no, oh, not no. quite. Not quite. Because you're still pretty underdeveloped mentally then. <laughs> yeah. Tax returns. Yes. Okay, tax season. You know, you know the financial year. Utilising the email scheduling at work. So instead of sending an email, uh, you know, like the other day, for example, I sent an email on a Saturday and scheduled it for a Monday morning. I never did that as a kid. Never. No. Buying plain black and navy suit socks oh, is another sign of becoming an adult. But one of the biggest ones is your willingness to go to work sick. So as an adult, you feel this weird sense of, I've got to go to work. Yeah. I'm as sick as I possibly yeah. can be right now, but yeah. I, I've got to go to work. Yeah. God forbid you actually use a sick day yeah. when you're actually sick because yeah. you want to save it for something else. Yeah, exactly it's, right. It's, it's, it's a weird sort of thing. So as a kid, it was like a grazed elbow. You're out for two days. Yeah. You're not going anywhere near school. Tummy ache. Gone. Not a chance you're going to school. You're going to the sick bay. Nurse is saying, what contact? Who do you want to go home with now? Okay. And you're going home for a few days. Josh, as an adult, you don't want to waste a sick day. No. You go from being told or wanting to have a sick day to being told you've got to go home by your boss. And maybe on the way home, go to the hospital and just get yourself checked out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now, the the sick day at school, you get a little bit of the sniffles early on, period one or period two, and you think, okay, by recess, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm having Maccas for lunch. I'm gone. Maccas for lunch and and I'm gone. But Sam, I've got another school observation for you, okay? So I'm a teacher. All right, one. Nothing special. (laughs) No, I'm not. Setting the world on fire, but we're getting there. Uh, I'm doing yard duty the other day. Yard duty, typically quite boring. It's something you just have to do. Yep. You have to tick the box. I'm sitting there. I've got the basketball duty. Basketball's pretty good. You don't want the canine duty. There's a bit too much going on. There's, do you know what I mean? There's like There's like kids that are hungry. Yeah. Okay. What's worse than an angry kid? An angry kid that's hungry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> You don't want the canteen duty, okay? So I got the basketball one. And I can just chill out there, just watch. I'm wearing high-vis. You've got to wear high-vis now. Yep. So in case the kids, <laughs> you know, mistake you for a student, which obviously can happen with me yep. every now and then. Not, not so much anymore yep. since I've grown a shitty moustache. Yes. But I get the basketball duty. I'm just watching. Some kids are pretty talented. Yep. Kid fucking dunked it. <laughs> He, he lines up. He lines up and he does. Like, I'm thinking like lay up, like thinking. Were just you defending? Like, no, what? I wasn't. No, oh. he didn't do a dunk on me. Okay. Uh, so I'm just watching and he just dunked it. Yep. And I'm thinking that is schoolyard cred. Yeah. That is the ultimate schoolyard cred. And then one of the other teachers said, can you reverse it? Can you reverse dunk? So teacher is sort of the judge of the dunk contest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was like that. So then he's trying attempting reverse dunk. So not only was the front dunk with the double, the one hand enough, he wants to reverse it. And this is a year 11. I thought that is the ultimate schoolyard cred. So it got me thinking, Sam, back in the day, yeah. what was schoolyard cred? Okay. And what got you schoolyard cred? I've got one for you. Go. When the kid had a silver pen. Okay. <laughs> 
A fancy it meant pen. a bit. A yeah. fancy pen. Not yeah. just a four pen. Four pen was pretty big. The silver pen. It spoke a lot about someone. It did. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it absolutely did. I reckon another one, if a kid rocked up to school with a piercing, like an ear oh. pierce, especially like a, like a male, you'd be like, whoa, what a badass. Yeah. Seriously. I would love to have dunked it back in. Well, I can't dunk it now, obviously. Yeah. But if I could have done anything back in school, it's not the grades. No. I don't want the grades. No. I want the dunking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, want the dun- you want to be known as the dunker. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sam. Absolutely. The news has has Surfed. come to my side of the desk here. Yeah. It's about a, an actor that I've really had an infatuation with over the last probably five years. Can I guess who it is? Go for is it. Is it Matthew McConaughey? It's Matthew McConaughey. Now, Josh, we're in the midst or we're probably just past uh, the McConaissance, mm. as it was called. So mm-hmm. when he did Dallas Buyers Club, he sort of went into the abyss before that. Now, Matthew McConaughey has recently come out and has sort of responded to rumours that he has had hair plugs put in or like Ooh. an operation on his head to make sure his hair grew. This rumour stems back to about the early 2000s, even 2000, because uh, he was bald. Matthew McConaughey was bald. And it's a weird thing to think about, but go and Google Matthew McConaughey bald. I was what this is funny. I was watching a movie on the weekend, A Time to Kill, which is an early McConaughey. Yep. And I'm like, his hair is light. It's, yep. It is thin. Yeah. He had thin hair. And early. So you would have thought bald by the mid 2000s. Yeah. Josh. Nothing wrong with being bald. Sam, baldies are great. They we are. love bald. And when they own it, yep. it's even better. It is great. So Matthew thought, you know, I'm an actor. I've probably got to make sure I do something about this. So he had an ointment, which he started applying in the early 2000s. He refuted the accusations that he had a hair transplant because a doctor had actually been going around to different, like, medical events saying, yeah. I've given Matthew McConaughey <sighs> these hair transplants. So Matthew McConaughey's actually just been rubbing an ointment. And it got me thinking, like, his hair is lush. Like you think about Matthew McConaughey in the 2000s as well. He was a heartthrob. Yeah. Um, movies like The Wedding Planner with J-Lo. Great movie. He was in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And he was just this sort of phenom, chick flick, yeah. romantic comedy actor. Yeah. And I suppose he got typecast a bit into that. He did. So, Josh, it made me think, what if his career turned out differently Ooh. if he was bald? Because the talent's undeniable. Yeah. His acting talent is undeniable. Even just the way he lives his life is pretty undeniable. Like, he's got a presence about him. But would have it come out differently? Would have he had these, I suppose, juicy roles, yeah. harder-hitting roles like, earlier in his career because he would have just had the talent instead like, of all the hair and all that sort of like stuff. Like your Jason Stratham? Statham. Statham, Statham yeah. sorry. Bald, hard edge. Yes. Are you thinking McConaughey could have been more of a hard edge actor in that regard? Like the action. Maybe earlier. Oh. So maybe from an earlier stage he could have been in those bigger roles. Who knows? But that's a good story. because just you, a, It's just revisionist history for you. Because you do watch a bit of his stuff over the years and you don't even really think about it. So every now and then you're like, oh, his hair's looking long and lush, but you don't actually think about it. I didn't look into it. It's a great research Thank for you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Sam, I love a big story, like a, a big physical feat. Okay. Like someone... Like, like a kid dunking in a, like in a that. schoolyard. This is probably a bit better than that. I was looking at the news the other day. There was a female sea kayaker by the name of Bonnie Hancock. On December 19 last year, she took took off from Mermaid Beach up in Queensland Mm -hmm. and she is sea kayaking around Australia and trying to do it as the youngest person but also the quickest Mm. to ever do it. I don't know if you've seen a map. Australia is a big place. Does she have to go to the bottom of Tasmania? No, so this is the thing, mainland Australia. So she's not doing Tassie, which do you reckon Tasmanians are a bit upset about that? They would be angry that like we don't associate them as a state sometimes. (laughs) But the fact that a sea kayaker has said, nah, 
I'm not. No, it's just mainland Australia. Yeah, I'm not even going to go past Tasmania. They not, must take a bit of umbrage to that. Not going to bother. No. But anyway, so it's a ten thousand k journey, excluding Tasmania, obviously. But she's trying to do it in six months. So what she's done to try and decrease travel time is cross the strait directly right. instead of going right around in a way like uh, no. So the Great Australian Bight, right. pretty much like really shallow and everything, and it's really rocked her. So she's had to actually go to hospital. She's lost 13 kilos in Jesus. two weeks. Nausea, waves, everything like that. But she's back in the boat She's now. back in the boat. She's back in the boat. And do you know why she's doing this? Why? For mental health. That's great. And she's trying to say, prove a point that no matter how hard it can get, that you can keep pushing through. She's realising that this is a really tough feat physically and mentally, but you can get through it. So she's, she's had these incidents where have forced her into hospital, yeah. into pauses throughout this, and she's still going. Yeah, and like think about 13 kilos. Like and you're losing 13 kilos. I don't know how much she weighed beforehand, but that is a lot of your percentage of body weight. And she's lost all that using energy and it's a great feat. It got me thinking about the first person to ever do it. Yeah. So I looked into a bloke called Paul Caffin, Caffin. who left Queenscliff right. and took 360 days to get back to Queenscliff. Around Australia. Around Australia. 360, 360 days. I would say that's quick. You reckon? That's far. That Josh, that's a lot of land to cover. So he took off with a bloke, right? Yep. He took off with one of his mates. In the kayak. One kayak each. Yep. They had a disagreement about four or five days in. He jumped they, out of the boat. They, fucking, they left each other. Like, I would think that in any sort of situation, no matter how tense it got, I'm sticking with my yeah. mate in that situation. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I'm what are they fascinated this? to know what happened. <laughs> Because it's it's obviously a personality clash because yeah. it's not like there's other people there that they're, they're working off. Mm. Like, they've obviously had a, a full-on disagreement with what each about? other. And he's just chucked the kayak and swam in. I don't know what it's about, yeah. but, you know, so they say choose your friends wisely. Yeah. Choose your sea kayak friends even wiser. <laughs> oh, I think so. You know? <laughs> like, because you are in there for the long run. Quick one on that yeah. one. So, Paul, yeah. he's well-known in the sea kayak world. Yeah, absolutely. I've got no idea about, by the way. Along a clear line because there was nowhere he could actually park for the night 36 hours straight he had to paddle for 36 36 hours hours straight he had to paddle for took two sandwiches I'm thinking a bit more than that. I'd he need. needed a palmer. And I think he would have paid $50 for a palmer at that time. Exactly right. But I just thought, I looked at Bonnie and then I thought, I'm going to go back into the archives or the archives yep. and see some of the great feats of the sea kayak world. Josh, just a quick one. Yep. I, and I really want to bring this one up. So it's a social situation I heard on Reddit recently. Yep. A young couple, the male wanted to, or the boyfriend wanted to introduce his family to his new girlfriend. They'd been going out for a couple of months and she just like never wanted to. You know, it's like tough in a relationship. Sometimes you don't want to meet them like yep. the family straight away. And he's like really persistent apparently to get her to meet the family. Mm-hmm. It gets to a point where he takes it into his own hands. So so his girlfriend mm. is working at a restaurant. So he decides, oh. you know what's going to be a good idea? I'm going to take my mother, father, my two sisters, their partners and their kids and we're going to go to the restaurant she's working at. She's got no choice but to meet the family. Some would call that an ambush. Ambush is correct, Josh. A lot of people obviously commented on the Reddit saying, unbelievable, why would you do that? It obviously puts her in a really awkward position, which it does. Yeah. It's a You would have thought like even just maybe the sister or like yeah, the partner just one or the sister, two. just like give him a tug on the, sh- yeah. on the shirt to say, do you think this is wise? Yeah. It got me thinking like 
being with that person, so being with that guy for the rest of your life, he's never going to be scared of any social awkwardness. No. He's obviously got no fear of social awkward situations. No, he's not, is he? So he's always going to push through, which is probably, you know, gets her thinking like, he's not afraid of anything. (laughs) If this guy's willing to do this, he's not afraid of anything. There's no lines he won't cross. There's no lines he won't cross. He will do anything for me (laughs) and for this relationship. That's so true. So maybe it's a positive thing. Yeah. Or you could only we could think it is a positive. Exactly. And like it's not gonna get any more awkward than this <laughs> no, ever again. Ever again. So you could think this is it. Yeah. This is we're we're thrown in the deep end, that's it, we're back down the shallows. Josh, onto the quiz now. Yeah. So the quiz was a bit of a hit. And I will say that I love the feedback yeah. from, from the listeners, Josh. A lot of it to do with the quiz and the questions that we got wrong. For yeah. example, saying the sun, sun was a planet. No, but we, I think that we, we said, we, you said the sun's a planet. Yeah. And I said, no, I don't think, think it, it is. is. But it should be. <laughs> okay. Because it's up there. It's doing something up there. It should be a planet. It's so, big. Guys, the feedback, you know, warranted yeah. uh, for the questions that we get mm-hmm. wrong. At times, it would be nice to say, hey, Sam and Josh, well done on the question you got right. Yeah, good, you know, good job. Well, good job on that question. I wouldn't have got that one. So maybe just hit us up with some ones where you're like, wow, I can't believe they got that Like one. someone had a go at me about getting answering a baby or a female pig as a piggle. Yeah. Look, I'm just, I'm clutching at straws at that point, as you can probably tell, okay? <laughs> I'm sure that person didn't get a couple of other questions, right? Yeah. You know, just because I'm not, you know, familiar with pigs. Yeah. I, I like pork. Yep. But I don't love pigs. Yeah. Okay. So Go. give us some props. Yeah. You know, Sam, SD card is obviously not here he's and not he's here. the quiz master. He yeah. puts together the quiz because neither of us know what the answers are in the quiz. So we're just like the listeners. Shout out to SD card. Yeah. And his mum, Lisa. Yeah. Lovely Lisa. <laughs> Lovely Lisa. Who had some feedback, some Who strong some feedback, feedback about, about uh, <laughs> your not. education to the young <laughs> people that you're teaching. Question one. Have you been paying attention? I hope so. Who with Brookfield recently attempted a takeover of Australian energy provider AGL? It's the billionaire up in Sydney. He lives up in Sydney. I reckon he's like us. I reckon he's got three names. I think he's got the hyphen. I reckon he's the hyphen. He's got the hyphen. Is it Mike? It's Mike Cannon Brooks, I believe. Or is it Mike Cannon Brooks? Mike Cannon Brooks? It's Mike Cannonbrook. Well, so one from one there. Is the third richest person in Australia and has put in a bid to buy Australia's biggest electricity provider. See, a lot of people have this thing about billionaires and like they've got too much money. But mm. if you're going to use it for something yeah. that's so good for the future, then go for it. That's it. Go for it. Yeah. Spend with means. Question two. Have you been paying attention? Josh, I think so. What is the name of the Russian currency? Not worth much at the moment, is it? No, it's not. Do you know what it is? No, I don't. Is it Rupal or Rupee? Rupee or Rupal? Rupee? Let's go with Rupal. It's the Russian ruble. Are we counting that? No. That's stiff. Uh, Its value has dropped approximately 30% since sanctions have been imposed on Russia. Russian ruble sounds better than the ruble. Yes. One of two. Question three. Which British royal will be attending Australia for the Sydney Royal Easter Show later this year? Now, I don't think the Queen's going to make her way no. over. I don't think Prince Andrew will be making his way over. No. I don't think Prince Charles and Camilla will. That leaves only... Do you think Harry's William, not counted Harry's not a royal anymore. Maybe it is Prince Charles and Camilla. I reckon it might be Prince no, Charles, Charles and, and Camilla. Camilla. I'm yeah. going to lock in that. 
Princess Anne. Princess Anne. Oh. So the Queen's daughter. daughter. So the forgotten, the forgotten sibling. Yes, at times. Yeah. So she's coming over here for the show. So this will be the first royal tour since Harry and Meghan in 2018. Do you remember when the Queen came to Ballarat? Just I do. She drove around. The, <laughs> she drove around the lake. She did. She did. She drove around the lake. And I remember one of the girls in our year level at the time, I reckon in grade one, gave her flowers. She did. Do you think she kept them? No. Okay. It's a thought that counts. It is. Entertainment, art, and sport. Question four, we are one of three. So we need to pick up our game we here, do. okay? What are the names of the Teletubbies? Uh, Mixy Wixy. La, za, la. La, la. Po. Po. La, la, la. I've, I've got, I think I've got the syllables right. I just don't think I've got the pronunciation right. <laughs> Mixy Mixy. La, la. <laughs> po, I've got Po. I, think, I forget the other name. I just can't. I can't get it clear enough. That was great. I think that was morning television. The, the Teletubbies. That was like Sam. Here's your wheat bix. Sit down. You're watching the Teletubbies. Tinky Winky, Dipsy, La La Po. So we got two, but it doesn't count. A single based on the Teletubby theme song reached number one in the UK single charts in December 1997. Wow. And it remained in the top 75 for 32 weeks. What's that saying about the music at the time? Timeless. No. No, it's good or bad? What do you mean? Well, like it's at number one, the the theme song. I think it's just, it's natural. Like the Wiggles with Triple J's top 100. Like people have this infatuation and a lot of nostalgia when it comes to childhood music. That's true. And there's a lot of children watching that music and their parents would be wanting to buy them CDs with that music. So we're one of four, Sam, so we got to get a wriggle on. Yeah, we're not going great. Is Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa painted in acrylics, oils or watercolours? SD card created this quiz. <laughs> Is acrylics, water pistols, water pastels, <laughs> water, water pistols. Go again. Oils, watercolours, yep. acrylics. I'm going watercolours. I'm going watercolours. Lock in watercolours. What do you think? I think it might be. I think it might be oils. All right. Well, if you if you're happy to go oils, I'm happy to, to go with you on that one. Yes. Okay. Oils. Great. Good yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. We needed that. Good stuff. We needed that. We needed that healthy discussion. Good stuff. All right. So the painting was created for the subject of the painting's husband. A number of experts have argued that Leonardo made two versions. It is hypothesised that the second version is the one in the Louvre today. Do you rate it? I've oh. never been seen it live, but apparently not as big as. It's apparently it's not all that cranked up to be what it's like. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but people see it and they're a little disappointed Ooh. after they see it. Score check. We're two of five. Behind Tony Lockett, who has kicked the most goals in VFL AFL history? Josh, that is a pretty easy one. Yes, it is. Um, it's an old player. Very old player. I think he kicked 1,299 goals, and that was Collingwood great Gordon Coventry. That is correct. He kicked 1,299 goals from 306 games. Tony Lockett, 1,360 from 281. We were there the day that we were. The record was broken. We were. In, at the SCG. We were. It was a great time. It was. Listening to the Teletubbies on the way to it. Question seven, we are now three of six. The easternmost point of mainland Australia is located near which coastal town? Byron Bay. The answer is Byron Bay, I believe. 
it's out towards the lighthouse there, and there's a sign saying this is the easternmost point of Australia. Sam, you're right. Byron Bay. Okay, so Cape Byron is the easternmost point of mainland Australia, located in New South Wales. A lighthouse is situated there. Just a quick one. Yeah. Now, if anyone is listening to this podcast and they're up in those in that territory, whether that's northern New South Wales, southeast coast of Queensland, anywhere that's flood affected, we're shouting out to you. All the best and we hope you're all safe. Question eight. We are four of seven. So this is what we call a revival. Yeah. Okay. What country is also known as Burma? I believe the answer, it's a Southeastern Asian country, yeah. and I believe it's Myanmar. I believe it's yeah. Myanmar. I'm going to go Myanmar with you also, Sam. Thank you, Josh. Lock it in. Myanmar is correct. The country known in English as Burma or Myanmar has undergone changes in both its official and popular names worldwide. Been to Vietnam? Have you, you no. have been to that part of the world? No. What do you think of Vietnam? I've, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the old French village known as Hoi An, yes. I believe it is. It's a beautiful, like, on the river there. Got a suit made, tailored there. It's a beautiful I, suit, I, I walked out thinking I was James Bond, you know. <laughs> I was in the in the mirror just doing these ones. How much was the suit if you I, converted I it to Australian? I, I can't remember how many dong it was because that is the currency over there, I believe. I can't recall, but it's definitely paid for itself. I've worn it many, many times. Love it. We are five of eight. Question nine. How many stomachs does a cow have? A lot of stomachs. I think it would be about four. They'd have chambers of four, I reckon. Chambers of four? Yeah. For some reason, seven is sticking in my mind. That's an interesting, very weird I don't know amount. why. Yep. I'm not too sure. It'd be easier if they just had one. Would you like to split the difference and go for five or six? Which one would you like to go? Let's go for six. Four. It made sense. <laughs> Sorry. Why would there be seven stomachs? Why would there be four? Yeah, true. true. <laughs> you know, the cow has four stomachs and undergoes a special digestive process to break down the tough and coarse food it eats. Don't they eat a lot of grass? They eat a lot of grass. Yeah. It's not that When tough, the cow first it? eats, it chews the food just enough to swallow it. The unchewed food travels to the first two stomachs, the rumen and the reticulum, where it is stored until later. Interesting. This Thank is just very. facts. Facts. Spitting facts. Yeah. Question 10. This is a bonus question. I've never got the bonus question. Because it's just worth the same it, it's amount. A, it's a question. It's, it's, just, it's just an extended question. It is. It you know, is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it it's should not just even be 11. Bonus. Yeah. It's just a question. Yeah, it is. There's no bonus behind it. So we are five of nine. Who was Barnaby Joyce referring to when he said, it doesn't matter if he has been awarded sexiest man alive twice, it's time boo and pistol bugger off home. I know this I know one. This. this is a great quote. This is this will go down as one of the great Not quotes one of all time. Often quote Barnaby, but, but uh, this a, is one of his best. This is a ripper, and the way he says it, he sort of, he sort of is like a bit quivering. What I like about it is that he's just telling them to essentially get the fuck out of our country. <laughs> And it was, I believe it was Johnny Depp it, who it, bought his two dogs. Who's to, bought his two dogs over? And they did they deport the dogs? They deported the dogs. Yeah, that's the point. Like where you get to, like famous wise, like yeah. Johnny Depp. He thinks he can get away with everything. Yeah. And like, I think that's why that I didn't mind at that time that Barnaby's like, no, just because you're famous doesn't mean you can break the rules. He said Which doesn't euth- happen a lot. He said he'd euthanise them. Th- that's going a bit too far. I know that is a bit too far, but one of the great quotes by an Australian poly. Sam, we got six of ten. Late comeback there. Yeah, that was so a late six, comeback. We always go, for those that are listening for the first time, we always go for about six. Yeah. Happier with seven, not displeased with five. Yeah, but six is six is a good mark, okay? It is a really 
really good mark. Josh, what is on for your weekend? I know you've got something. Oh, I'm going to the Foo Fighters. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to the Foo. What are, that has been quick. Like this time last week, they weren't even announced to come. And then Wednesday night last week, they said they're coming. And I'm a big fan of the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl seems like a good hang. He does seem like a very good hang. Josh, I've got a little follow-up. We can't just ignore the fact that I went to a wedding on Friday. Oh, now, Starlight was the second song after the, the first dance. That's a good um, song. So for those that don't know the song at home, please look it up. Starlight. Yep. It, was a, it was a bit of a banger. And thank you to all those for the feedback on the D4 Keeper. Some great responses. Gimme, gimme, gimme. A lot was of a very popular one. A lot of ABBA. Um, Valerie by yep. Amy Winehouse. Yep. Uh, very popular. Uh, Senorita. From oh, Justin Justin's Timberlake was one as well that that commonly uh, was referred to. Good song. Um, like you hear the cowbell and yeah, you're like, that this is shit a- is about to go down. Yeah, that is it's, a good tune. It is a great a tune. tune. It's so fresh. It's, that would have been like a so fresh of mid 2000s. Just quickly saw in the petrol station the other day a so fresh 2022. I didn't they know they going. kept going. Are they still going? Can't believe it. Like a an actual CD, a, an actual CD in the petrol station. I wonder who would buy that. I don't know. Just tell me who would buy I that. I don't know. Josh, while I was at the wedding, I thought, no, I need, I need to know what everyone is thinking for a floor keeper. And I asked pre-ceremony, no, just after the ceremony, um, first champagnes were, were getting released. Mm-hmm. I asked a few people and this is what they had to say. What do you think the uh, floor filler should be today? You go Gloria by them or a bit of Justin Timberlake Senorita. Catering for the elder demographic that usually one comes to the wedding, I think. Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Might be a little bit too early for this, but Gimme 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 is sure to attract the crowd. For me, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis. I'm not sure what the song is, but Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, as you can tell, the last person had probably two or three champagnes more than the others. And the bloke in the fourth one, yeah. he had plenty of time to think. He did. <laughs> stage fright? No, no, not stage fright. I think it's because they want to come up with the great answer. Oh, that's and true. that's what you've got to give props to people yeah. because they have a good yeah. think about it. They don't want to just fob it off. Right? It's an important question and it's, a, it's great to get a great answer. It's a big question. It is. Josh, I actually have a wedding this week. I look forward to reporting back to about what the second, second song is. Beautiful. Sam, have a great wedding. Have a great time at the Phillies. Dan, you look hard away. Yeah.